Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to the Niles McKinley Red Dragons Football Podcast with host Bo Marchanti, featuring head coach Jim Perry and the next generation of Red Dragons. Welcome back to another edition of the Niles McKinley Red Dragons Football Podcast. I am your show host, Bo Marchanti, joined along with head coach Jim Perry as we talk McKinley, Niles McKinley Red Dragons Football, and it is playoff week, and the Dragons have earned the right to host a game at Bo Ryan Stadium. Congratulations, Coach. I'm sure the atmosphere around the place has to be very exciting. You guys embark on the playoffs, but not only that, you get to host a game in our stadium. Can you just kind of share what that atmosphere is like right now? Yeah, anytime you're coming off a win, uh, you know, the spirit's a little higher. You hold your chest out a little uh, wider. But, uh, you know, to beat Gerard last game of the season with, you know, like you said, the opportunity to the host on the line, uh, you know, that uh, trophy, rivalry trophy we play for, all that put in there, it was uh, certainly a great night and uh, sets us off for a good week of preparation as we head into the playoffs. Yeah, six and four, three and three in the Northeast State, and the forty-eight twenty-eight win over Gerard. And uh, we, we, I guess we have to talk about the effort by the O line and just the performance by running back Antoine Gardner. A big night, over three hundred yards, five touchdowns, thirty-nine carries. Uh, what, what did you say to him after that type of effort? Well, I'm glad you mentioned the offensive line, and uh, you know, I thought, you know, right after the game, I. I kind of wanted everyone to acknowledge, you know, their part in that. Uh, Antoine would be the first one to tell you that, uh, uh, you know, that's a, that's a team accomplishment. I think he finished up a few yards short of the school record, you know, but uh, pretty much he got a little bit dinged there early in the fourth quarter and just precautionary, uh, you know, set him down. Um, uh, you know, if I didn't know he was that close to record, I, I may have tried to feed him a we probably only need to give him about one more carry. He probably would have got it. But, uh, uh, you know, again, he broke his own school rushing record for the season last night. I think I saw uh, the other day that he's, he's tied with uh, uh, Rick Seeger, who went on to start at the University of Michigan for total, for touchdowns. So, you know, those kind of things are, are being talked about. You, uh, that, that says enough. And uh, you know, we do, like I said, consider those uh, – team accomplishments. I guess the only little asterisk there, Bo, uh, the, the school rushing record single game was Ronnie Ritz, and uh, I played in that game, and I was blocking downfield, so I, I think there would be some conspiracy theorists thinking that uh, maybe I held Antoine down so I could be part of that record book. But uh, Yeah, I saw that on uh, Facebook. I'll, I, I, I'll let others decide that. I won't, I won't give you my part. Yeah, well, we don't want we don't want to cause any controversy before, uh, before you guys get over with this game, so let's have a quiet week down there at the stadium, and uh, there's no blood drives. There's no issues with these kids. Uh, everybody just stay focused, and uh, that way when Friday night rolls around, these kids are going to be ready to roll. Uh, now, we have to talk about this game. As you said, it's a rivalry. It's a big game, a quality football team on par with the Dragons. You guys are really, uh, you know, shake out, I think, comparable to one another. But you guys got off hot, 28 points in the first half, you, you know, another 21 in the second. But what was it like to just get off to that hot start and, and just kind of, you know, get things going in your direction early? 
kind of what's worked against us in 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 those losses worked for us. Uh, you know, the two turnovers. The one, the one obviously was huge. Josh McCoy uh, with the fumble recovery, and then the uh, yeah. theatrical interception by Josh as well. I mean, those those were plays where when we look back on what went wrong and you know a couple of our losses, those were the things that we did. So. You know, again, any any football fan knows that how big the turnover uh, uh, part of the game is, and you know, so we we got that. But I thought the the biggest probably swing of the game is we got the ball back with eight minutes fifty seconds left in the second quarter. We were pinned just pinned kind of deep down in our own territory, and uh, we scored. Fast forward just a little bit, we scored with eight seconds left in the quarter. So we had taken that whole quarter up, and you have a team like Gerard you don't give them extra cracks, that's exactly what you want to do. I mean, that was our game plan going in, was to was to run the ball and, and shorten the game if we could. And I, I thought that, that really, you know, to go up two scores right before half uh, was, was probably the pivotal swing there. Excellent. Yeah, and Josh, I mean, McCoy, I believe he had a sack, he had a, a fumble return for a touchdown and, and the interception. So uh, defensively, uh, six tackles, uh, you have to love the way that he performed. And, and just, I think, the team overall, the – you know, big win. And for you, Coach, I, you know, you were going to go to the playoffs nonetheless, but how – I don't – when is the last time Niles hosted not, – not hosted schools, other schools to play in our stadium, but when's the last time Niles hosted a playoff game? Well, we, we did that in 2020, but if you remember, that was the COVID year. Uh-huh. And uh, everyone was in the playoffs, so, you know, that was you, – you could knock a little asterisk in there. Uh, other than that, there's only been one other hosted playoff game here, and that was, I believe, in 2012 or 13. I know my nephew Chris was on that team, as, I believe, as a junior, and they hosted Hubbard here. Um, so, you know, rare air, uh, definitely, as far as that goes. And, you know, they've changed the playoff format. Um, it's easier to get in, but, you know, we'd have been in under the old format. So, the, you know, the accomplishments of this team – uh, you know, are there. They need to be recognized, and I, I know the city's behind us. And, uh, you know, like I said, we're we're excited. I mean, I, I'm looking out here right now. It's 70 degrees. It doesn't feel like <laughs> playoff weather, but, man, does it feel good to still be playing. Um, I'm sure it is. And, once again, this is the Niles McKinley Red Dragons football podcast, and Coach Perry, as always, joins us each week with the featured dragon as we talk a little Red Dragons football. Uh, Coach, I, I'm you know, last year you guys were 2-8. Lots of injuries. This year, you guys finished six and four. A lot of potency, a lot of points, a lot of talent on the team. We talked a little bit last week, knowing that you know the seniors, that you know they they got a handful of games left. Hopefully, this is you know you guys keep going into this and and keep winning. But what's it like seeing these kids to have this success after you know what happened last year, knowing that they get to you know have success, go out winners, and and be part of a team like you said that. You know, this doesn't happen a lot where you're hosting games in our stadium. You know, really super proud of them, and not just the seniors, but, you know, but the whole crew. Uh, you know, we've been through the injuries a little bit. I, I'm sure every team has, but, uh, you know, to give you an example, uh, Struthers got our film uh, because they're playing Gerard this week, and one of their coaches contacted one of our coaches and said, where the heck did number two come from? Where did number three come from? And, you know, <laughs> they acknowledge that, you know, we played them without those guys a little bit shorthanded and banged up. So, you know, like I said, I, I know I've mentioned it a lot on the podcast, but it's it's a good model for us to follow. You look at Jefferson, what they were able to do, a small roster, 
got hot at the right time. And, you know, we're, that's what we're kind of hoping is going on here, that we get healthy at the right time here. All our guys, you know, back in the fold and, uh, you know, playing with confidence and, and make a run. That, now, that's not going to be easy to do. Uh, but, uh, you know, starting right off here with Edgewood. But, uh, you know, that that's what we're hoping for. And, uh, you know, I hope our kids, and I, I told them, I hope they have great belief in themselves and I hope they appreciate what they've done. You have to take time to recognize your accomplishments at least a little bit while you're going through them because if not, what's, you can't enjoy the whole thing, you know. And like you right. said, look, we struggled last year through two and eight. So, uh, you know, six and four, I mean, it's not setting the world on fire by any means, but – you know, look back on it and you say you finish in the middle of a great conference, one of the best conferences in Ohio. You beat both Hallen and Gerard and both of your rivals. You have a winning record and you're hosting a home playoff game. You'd be crazy not to, to, to enjoy a little bit of that. But, you know, we obviously are going to put that in its place and get ready to go Friday night. Yeah, yeah, definitely. You know what? I, I tell you what. If everybody last year at the end of the season at two and eight, they could have signed up for what you guys accomplished right now, and still more to accomplish. We're not going to write this thing off. Uh, you know, hopefully this. Uh, you know, hopefully we're talking next week, and you're, you know, you're off to play another team with a victory over Edgewood and the Warriors. But you know, a lot of football to be played on Friday night, uh, Coach. Now we always ask you. Last week, uh, what was the boneheaded play that you regret, and what's that play that you said, "Wow, man, I got to pat myself on the back on this one." Well, I think everybody in town knows what the boneheaded play was. Uh, you know, uh, we, we run the ball for 400 yards in the night, and we get down in the, in there, and uh, uh, you know, we we throw a pass. And when I say we, I mean that was 100 percent my call there. In fact, uh, you know, some of the other coaches, coach, you sure you want to throw it here? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So uh, then it was quickly no, no, no. Um, so you know, throwing that pick uh, in the fourth quarter, you know, we were the look was there initially. Uh, I'd really have to walk you through what what had gone wrong on that play. Uh, okay. uh, there was enough to go, enough flame to go around. Let's put it that way. But uh, uh, you know, probably shouldn't, have, probably shouldn't have thrown it there. But you get to that thirty point, as you know, you get to that thirty point differential, you can get the continuous clock. And we were thinking about, you know, not letting our guys take more of a beating running the ball. Let's get a quick one into the end zone, get up by thirty, and get out of here. That was that was my thought when we did that. But obviously, turning into a pick six, it was stupid. Uh, I think the call that went really well for us was right at the end of that second quarter, the last play. Uh, we have it fourth, fourth down, and, uh, uh, you know, there had been a lot of timeouts there, and we decided to take the ball to the outside thinking Troy was going to stuff the middle, and that turned out to be right. And, you know, that score there, like I said, was huge. So, uh, you know, that that's credit to, you know, our offensive staff working together, Coach PK, seeing things up in the box and, uh, you know, you, you you love the mentality of we just want to run it and get it in there because we need to be tougher than them. But sometimes you got to realize uh, you got to do something that maybe somebody doesn't expect. So I thought that was a great call there. Those would have been the two. But, you know, we talk about offensive calls a lot. But the difference in this game was our defense uh, with Coach Barrett, Coach Kemp, Coach Catron, and those guys did. Uh, you know, to, to hold the Gerard quarterback to I think some something like 117 yards when at one point in time I know he was leading the state of Ohio in passing. Uh, you know, like I said, some big hits I thought that had their receivers looking a little bit to, you know, that's they, those lead to, to drop balls, you know, going down the uh, down the stretch. And, uh, you know, again, if I, if I don't call a dumb play, you know, potentially holding them to 14 points in that game, you know, a team that scores in the 40s regularly. I, I, I just thought our defense really was 
all the calls going together, the game plan and everything there. I, I just want to have a big, big shout out to what those guys did. Excellent. Yeah, it, it, that that the, the inner Pete Carroll got to you, coach. That like in the Super Bowl against <laughs> New England. One yeah, you had Marshawn bizarre like, slam back there, and you're yeah. like, yeah, you know. <laughs> but hey, that that happens, and and that's that, and that's in the biggest game in the world, uh, and and it happens to all coaches. So, uh, I, I mean, it's I guess we could probably give this to Antoine every single week, but the three three hundo five touchdowns, it, it's pretty unanimous. Or we could throw the the entire offensive line in there as a as a group to say. Uh, I, I think at least for this year, yeah, I think for this year is it should be Antoine and kind of conversation. And like I said, I like what you're <laughs> thinking with with the offensive line. But then the other the other guy we've already mentioned, I think it was Josh. Josh you know, coming yeah. off of that 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 injury, and then you know the scoop and score, the pick six. And I think you mentioned the big tackle for loss he had. So. You know, he he would be the other guy uh, in addition to the the line and Antoine that I would uh, that I would put up there as as having a tremendous game. Excellent. And now your opponent, the Edgewood Warriors, uh, I believe they're six and four as well. You're going to be hosting them. Can you uh, give the Niles faithful, the Niles fans, uh, a little brief uh, preview of what to expect um, that they like to do uh, when what they do best, I should say. Yeah, a little bit like facing Gerard all over again. Uh, great quarterback, um, some good skill out on the edges. Uh, you know, they're, they're, I can see a lot of air raid concepts there, for, again, for the, the more nuanced football fans. Um, they try to go a little bit of tempo, it looks like. Sometimes that's that's hard to pick up on film, but that, that's what we think to try to go fast. Uh, you know, they, they don't run it uh, as effectively as some of the teams in our league, but, they you know, they pick their spots as far as that goes. But uh, this, this quarterback, you know, he's sensational. He keeps the play alive, and he can okay. – I think we had him throwing a ball about 64 yards on one play. So, uh, wow. they, you know, that, that's that's obviously going to give us fits. Um, and, again, we have to we have to just, you know, stay as to who we are you know, offensively, not give extra opportunities to a team like this. And, and again, continue to be more physical on defense and, and, and tackle. And we, we started the week off uh, tackling yesterday, uh, something we've done all year. And, you know, we've, we've been a much better tackling team. And that, that goes a long way because, you know, I always tell our guys, it's okay to give up a 15-yard pass play. It's not okay to give up a 50-yard one. So, you know, the guy catches it and you can't be there. You just got to get in the ground. And, I, you know, for the most part, we've done that in spots this year. Excellent. Excellent. Now, Coach, this is the part of uh, the show where you usually uh, head out and uh, go grab a player. Who are we going to talk to today and tell us a little about him? That we haven't gone on, but uh, perfect timing that we saved him for this point. We're going to talk to Josh McCoy. Uh, maybe you can get, you know, Getting close to the bottom of this, uh, uh, who's the faster, he or Joe? And I, I had an idea, Bo, and I might as well just bring it up on the air. Maybe maybe we go live, you know, at the end of the season and, and actually have you out here, and uh, we could uh, we could actually put the race on and, and settle it mano a mano. I mean, I think that, that's only fair. Uh, but hopefully that, that maybe isn't happening for, you know, a good month or so if we can continue uh, – uh, down this path of uh, advance and move on in the playoffs. 
Yeah, you know, we might have to do that. And, you know, maybe even next year we'll put the we'll make a video podcast. It's, it's kind of easier we can do uh, the way we do it because then we don't have to look pretty or anything like that. We can just kind of speak and uh, yeah. remember. But, uh, the yeah, world that, might not that, be better off for Christina. <laughs> But I, yeah, I would I would love to do that because that's been the that's been the going thing all year. Uh, you know, Joe Smith, Josh McCoy, and, and it's fun because most of the players um, agree. Um, I think there's been a few guys that have mentioned some other guys here and there, but we know that I think the majority says uh, Josh, Josh, you know, Josh White and, and Joe McCoy. But so we're gonna talk to. Uh, all right, all right hey, just a quick update, Bo. He's uh, he's getting his ankles taped now. He'll be. He'll be ready probably here in about another couple minutes. Uh, it won't be long, but he just finished getting his ankle tape for practice. So we've got maybe another question or two while uh, we get get him off the training table. Uh, I, I can hang with you here for a second. Uh, well, we can always talk about something. So let's 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 go reminisce. So what was it night like the night that Ron Ritz set the all-time single season or single season or, or single game rushing records? Who was it against? And did you have the feeling that Ron was going to put up those numbers from the get-go? Well, it was against Hubbard, um, and we were at Hubbard. And uh, I can just remember now, you got to remember, I know I played wide out, but you can't think of, like, today's wide out. I was in a three-point stance. We ran the wing tee. We did just a <laughs> ton of blocking back then. And and, and the thing with, with Rich is you never knew where he was going to be. Like, if they were playing the run as the right, he may be at the left, but – you could always kind of hear the, the crowd go a little bit, you know, and you, you'd have to, to kind of turn your head, where am I supposed to block my guy? But that night, he was just out in front, you know. So I spent a lot of time, I'd love to tell you I was throwing key blocks, but I think I spent a lot of time just chasing them down into the end zone. I think, <laughs> again, I think he maybe had six touchdowns, and uh, uh, we, we ran a play. You'd have to ask Coach Zubik about this, but we ran a play 36G, and I think uh, we probably called that play a hundred times that night, and, and Ron just went went crazy with it. So it was uh, like I, I said, it. my own little probably the only thing that could get me close to a Niles record book was that night. So uh, yeah, it's definitely one you remember. But Josh is out of the training room here, Bo, so I'm going to hand this over to him, and uh, uh, maybe you can get to the bottom of who's faster, he and Joe. <laughs> Thank you, Coach. Hey, best of luck to you and those Red Dragons this Friday. We'll see you then. All right, thanks, buddy. Yep. Josh, how you doing, my friend? I'm doing good. How you doing? Uh, I'm doing great, man. Hey, appreciate you uh, spending some time with us. Congratulations on a fabulous season. And now the second season starts. You guys are going to host Edgewood. What's it like being part of a team that, you know, had a big turnaround from 2-8 and eight to last year? And as Coach mentioned earlier in the program, Big wins against your rivals in Holland and Gerard, and now you get to host Edgeward in the playoffs at Bo Ryan Stadium. How how exciting does that make you feel, knowing that you guys accomplished this and you have more to accomplish? Me and my guys, you know, we're really excited. We've been talking about this at the beginning of the season. We can't repeat another season like we had last season. And, you know, we was 5-1, and one, and we said, uh, you know, that's when we played the harder teams on our schedule, like South Range, Southern, Gerard. And, you know, we start losing. To, I think we lost to Poland and South Range. And I talked to my uh, my friend Antoine. He said, "Yeah, we can't lose out. We can't lose out now." And you know, we just have to finish on a good note, beating Gerard. 
And and in lo, oh, yeah. and lo and behold, 48 to 28, you guys get a big, you know, 28 points in the first half. So you guys have been potent all year. I mean, even against some of the other t- big teams, you know, you guys have been able to put points. I mean, you you scored against the Lions. I mean, you guys were in the game. I um, mean, it just seems like that potency. And, and Coach said uh, the Struthers tape, you know, that when uh, when the Struthers coaches were asking about two and three because they didn't see, you know, you guys before, but they saw this tape. So you guys are back to uh-huh. strength, or about as good strength you could be. So that's a good thing. Uh, for you, now, this, now I, I don't know if your teammates joke with you or not. After the end of pod, I've been asking everybody all year who the fastest Red Dragon is, and I keep getting uh, Joe Smith or Josh oh, McCoy. Who is the fastest? Oh, it's me, no doubt. No doubt. Ever since I came to this program, I told everybody I was the fastest. You know, I just have to prove myself. No way. They still don't believe me. I don't know why, but... Yeah, they they say it's Joe. Joe is pretty fast, but it's just not faster than me. All right, so so we'll have. I guess we'll have to get him. To, uh, well, we talk maybe once the season is over. Maybe we'll have to get like the the camera set up and make a little podcast and and have you guys run for maybe to see who the fastest is and maybe give you guys some sort of prize. Would that be cool? Yeah, that'd be pretty awesome. Yeah, and now is, do you think anybody else is in your realm in terms of? Uh, is it just you and him, or um, is there some other outliers there? Uh, Antoine's pretty fast. Antoine, okay. I'll say Chris Rosar is pretty fast. But none of them guys, you know, they're just not there with me. You know, I'm just way too fast. <laughs> I love it. Now, listen, man, you had a fantastic game against Gerard. I mean, the stat line – you were a fantasy defensive god, uh, six tackles, a sack, an INT, a fumble recovery that you had to touchdown out of. Uh, how rewarding does it know that you just had such a big game and a big moment to help the Dragons get to this spot? Well, I know, yeah, like I told you earlier, we just couldn't lose out. Um, I had missed two games. You know, I ended up getting injured, South Range game, you know, Mr. Southern game. So I just have to come back, provide for my team, do his best. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, and and you've done that. And that little reflection back, uh, talking about uh, I guess Pop Warner Pee Wee days. Were you the were you always the kid with the ball in your hands? Were you was it basically you know give you the ball to the left, give you the ball to the right, and it was a yeah, touchdown? It was, it was yeah, yeah. That's that's exactly how it was. It was me and uh, Antoine Gardner in the backfield. You know, we just always used to run and score up four or five touchdowns <laughs> a game. You know, to, all combined together. So yeah, we used to go crazy. I love it. I love it. And having that history with Antoine, what's it like seeing him have that success? I mean, big game, 300 and some yards, five touchdowns. Uh, do you just kind of sit back and awe sometimes watching him run the ball? Yeah, it's just like, it's, it's something normal, honestly. You know, I've been seeing him do it since we were kids, you know, six, seven years old. So it's just honestly normal to me. It's so shocking to everybody else, but it's just normal to me. A lot of a lot of these guys on the team, like Joe Smith, Landon Turner, a lot of these guys, you know, we grew up playing football together. So I feel like last year we didn't have as much chemistry because it was our first year, but second year we got the chemistry and we all just going to finish it out on a good run. Yes, sir, and I, I can't wait, and I'm sure the town's excited. A nice buzz. I mean, everybody likes to, uh, you know, see you guys do well and you guys are doing that. Uh, Josh, before we let you go, we always like to have a little bit of fun. We call it three and out to uh, – Light-hearted, off-the-wall questions. You ready to take a shot with those? Yes, sir. All right. Now, uh, obviously, Taylor Swift's been in the news. She's even more in the news with her uh, with Travis Kelsey. But nonetheless, um, maybe you're not a Swifty, but do you enjoy her music? And if so, what's your favorite Taylor Swift song? Uh, honestly, 
I can, I'm gonna be honest with you. I can't even name your Taylor Swift song, but I do know she dates uh, Travis Kelsey. That's, <laughs> that's all I know about her. <laughs> Fair enough. Uh, how about this one? Um, we're talking about who the fastest young men are on the team, and as you say, uh, you're one of them. Joe Smith's been named. Uh, who do you think the strongest guy is on the Niles McKinley Red Dragon roster? Uh, I say, uh, I say Dom Nolan. Don't know. He's really strong. Yeah. He's, he's pretty strong. He's, yeah, Don't know. He's he's really strong. He's pretty strong. I'll give it to him. That's my guy. Okay. And then uh, yeah. you're sitting down there at the stadium. I'm sure you could look at the high school as we speak. Uh, who are some of your favorite teachers at Niles McKinley? Um, I love Miss Cheska. That's that's one of my favorite teachers, Miss Cheska, Miss Kemp. Uh, <laughs> well, you know, I was, I came there last year, so. Uh, I'll say Miss Pesca, Miss Kent. I like Miss Shuffle. Yeah. Awesome. Pretty cool hey, wonderful. Josh, listen, uh, great season so far, and uh, best of luck to you guys this Friday. The whole town's behind you guys. You guys have had a great season. We want you to continue this season, I, and I, I hope next week we're talking about your upcoming game and which, whoever that may be. But that said, uh, stay healthy, stay blessed, continue success to you and the team, and uh, we'll see you Friday night, my friend. Yes, sir. All right, thank no you. Yes, sir. Once again, that is Josh McCoy, one of the fastest Red Dragons, and he said he considers himself the fastest guy, and we'll have some fun with this when the season concludes. Maybe get those guys to race and uh, just, uh, again, just kind of enjoy the moment. As always, we appreciate you guys joining us here on the Niles McKinley Red Dragons Football Podcast. This has been a C2P exclusive. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family cannolis and spins mean everything now you want to get mixed up in the family business introducing the godfather at chumpacasino.com test your luck in the shadowy world of the godfather slot someday i will call upon you to do a service for me play the godfather now at chumpacasino.com welcome to the family vdw group no purchase necessary void where prohibited by law see terms and conditions 18 plus